right, you ready? Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Black Girls Drinking Wine. Today we are drinking Chardonnay. It's um, Francis Coppola Diamond Collection Chardonnay from the year 2015. Mm. What were you doing in 2015, Stella? Oh, I don't know. Reading these bitches for filth and trying to collect these checks, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 2015, let's see. I was 29. Yes. Ooh, I liked 29. 29 was pretty fun. It was hard as shit, but it was also really fun. Hmm. I don't remember 29. <laughs> 29 was a dream. All right, shall we begin? Yes. All right, cheers. Cheers. Take some sips. Oh, let's swish. Let me do a quick little swish because I went to that wine tasting class. Ooh, enlighten us. I, I know I only know about drinking it. Okay, so when you swirl the wine around, okay, in your glass, you're adding air to it, which brings up flavors. <laughs> <laughs> I swirls too hard. I think I got some Chardonnay on my rug. But you're bringing air into it, so it enhances the flavor. And then okay. when your first sip you should um, actually swish it around your mouth. Look at you! So let's try it, let's try it. Okay. I just did it like mouthwash. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay, okay. So there's a couple of things you look out for when you're tasting wine. Are you salivating a little extra right now? I can't tell. <laughs> Take one more sip. Okay. Pay attention. Oh, I am a little. It means that it has a, it's, it's, that's the acidity. So it's very high. And that's what causes you to salivate. Interesting. And then as you take, take like, if, as you take your sips, like, pay attention to, like, the flavors you're getting. So with this one, this sounds super cliche, but it is pretty oaky. You can literally taste the barrel that it was sitting in. I am just getting this Martha Stewart living right now. This is fabulous. I know we were doing this today. <laughs> <laughs> There's some citrus. Wow. You taste it? Mickey is literally giving herself like a wine tasting like lesson right now. Listen, I went to this wine tasting in Williamsburg at Brooklyn Winery. And I'm on their mailing list because, duh, I'm a wino. Um, <laughs> I love getting there. They sell really great bottles of wine and like they sell one of my favorite red wines. So in the fall I stock up, but anyways, I'm on their mailing list and, um, right as the weather was getting a little bit warmer, they sent an invitation for a white wine tasting because mm -hmm. it's summer and that's what you do in the summer. You drink your white wine and it became very clear that I was the only, not only was I the only colored in the room. Oh, I assumed. But I was also <laughs> the only person who had like clearly never gone to a wine tasting before or like a, or took a class or whatever. Cause these people were just saying things. One lady goes, um, what was she? She was like, yeah, she was making conclusions about the type of soil near the water by the it, it was crazy what? the stuff that people were tasting and I was just like um okay I I think 
I think this is sweet. Semi, no, it's dry. Oh, it's, this is dry. Oh, this is very dry, right? Like I didn't fucking know, but I did learn a lot and I would definitely go to another one again. I mean, I feel like you learned enough. I, I just in the two minutes I've been drinking this, I feel like, you know, like I could own a vineyard. So I've learned so much from you. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so nice? to one day own a vineyard. That would be my dream, honestly. I just want my face on the label of the bottle. I don't mm-hmm. want to, like, take care of, like, the vineyards and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when celebrities swear they have, like, a, a product, but really it's just other people working for them and making the thing, and oh, they absolutely. just put their name on it. So you want that? No, I, I kind of do, actually. Yeah. Ah, but... Oh, I was just going to ask yes. you, what do you think of this wine? It just, it tastes like wine to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to stay away from you asking me that. It is. Gotcha. It tastes like wine. I did taste the things that you mentioned um, about it being citrusy and oaky. Um, but other than that, it just, it just tastes like wine to me. Okay. It's pretty good. I like it. I, I think Chardonnay is like my favorite white. It is my favorite white besides Barbara Streisand. But yes, I love, <laughs> I do. Barbara Streisand, then Chardonnay. Yes, absolutely. Only probably the two of the things that are white that I like. Gotcha. Uh, but speaking of non-white things, I wanted to switch over into our topic for today. So yes, as I mentioned, non-white things. We're going to cover some topics in the workplace today. Two of which I'm really excited about, but I think that Mickey might be excited about one of them more than me. <laughs> yes. So, bonding with people of color at work. This is something that is, like, super important to me. Mostly because I've been spoiled in my profession of being surrounded by people of color at work. It literally makes my day go better. However... There are some cases where working with people of color may take a different a different route and may complicate things. Um, I think one of the things that I was thinking about is, at least in my experience, is you kind of have this kind of like, we in it together, like kind of thing when you encounter working with people of color. <laughs> but sometimes it's like, actually, no, we're not in it together. This That's your own mess. I'm not going down with you. Yeah. I'm not going down with you. Um, but bonding people of color at work for me is just so much fun, like jokes, references, just glances, anything. And it's like, boom, like they get it. I mean, nothing compares to the look you can give a coworker across the room in a meeting when they're saying some bullshit and you just look at your friend and you're like, I know some bullshit. It's like the best professional cosign. It really is. Mm-hmm. It truly is. I mean, every meeting. Sometimes you could just be on a conference call, and within the silence, if there's another person of color on that call, you know they're not with the shits neither, and you don't even have to say nothing. Do you hear like a, mm. My favorite is, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 On a conference call. <laughs> <clears throat> and sometimes, yeah. I don't even know that it's coming from me. Wow. It's, like, automatic. Wow. But, no, there, there is really, in all seriousness, um, in terms of working people of color, or even seeking out people of color, some of us are not as fortunate as myself uh, to work in, in a um, 
corporation or department where you have people that either look like you or can kind of share that experience of, as of uh, identifying as a person of color. Um, so it's also good to just really seek them out. It really, for me, instills a strong sense of community, um, just apart from whether it's a job or it's your career. It really does kind of, I don't know, make the work experience for me a little bit better. And honestly, more fun, because, you know, people of color love sure. to talk shit. For sure. <laughs> I mean, and also a special place in my heart for fellow Caribbeans in the workplace, because... <laughs> Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we can talk in code, guys. No one's going to fucking know what we're saying. Let's just use our accents. <laughs> that is so real. It's so real. Oh, my gosh. And it's like code words like curry and hot sauce. It's like, you know what time it is. Or... Oh, my God. Skin in your teeth. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so I say that to say for myself, I I love it and I hope that other people of color in different, you know, backgrounds and workplaces get to experience it more. Uh, but Mickey, you seem to there's there's the other part of it where it's okay, well, okay. Yes. <laughs> Cuz if you guys could see, she's kind of she's being very reserved right now, but that's because I know. I've been waiting for this moment my whole <laughs> life. So just a quick thing about like my work experience, even though I teach now, uh, in my previous life, I worked in social work and I worked with predominantly black people, people of color, but mostly black. And I will say that, yes, you know, you get excited about seeing people who look like you in the workplace, but then there are some moments where you're like, oh my fucking God, you black people get it together. <laughs> so I can bring up so many examples. I'm not even going to talk about my current working situation because, you know, I'm. let me stay employed. But what I will say, I worked at this nonprofit and when I was in my social work life, and the COO is a black woman. And I remember there was a point where just a bunch of like young white people would come in and get their cute little promotions and be on the fast track and be, you know, all lovey-dovey with the CEO, a white woman. Um, and just things would happen so easily for them and it'd be real cute. And I remember just having to fight a little bit harder. I would always have to advocate for myself because these white girls will come back from home visits crying because they saw a roach. And I'm like, okay, but can we talk about how I got followed to the train? Like, fuck out of here. Like, no one gives a shit. Y'all coddling this chick because she never seen a roach before. Fuck out of here. So anyways, all my life I had to fight. So anyways, a time came for me to like get this promotion. And it was like, oh, we're on this freeze and we don't have this money. So we're going to give you this promotion as like a title. And then you're going to get your money later. And da 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 da. And they kept like giving me this bullshit, 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 bullshit response or whatever. And the COO, like, she had an open door policy. People would go into her office and give her some damn sob story. She also was a pastor at a church, and, like, mad people used to go to her church. So black. So black. Thank oh you. God, Thank so you. Black. Thank you. <laughs> and 
thank you. So she had her little open door policy. People go in and they're giving them, giving, you know, sob stories and they'd walk out with some money, whatever. So I knocked on her door. I walked in the offices. I did all of that. And after a while, she would just be avoiding me. And one time I remember she turned the lights off and put a partition in front of her desk. And I'm like, I know she in that office and I know she hear me knocking. Oh my God. So finally the time comes for me to get my money, whatever. I get it. She walks up to my cubicle and she goes, you know, I've been avoiding you, right? And then walks away. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this bullshit. Fuck everybody. Fuck everything. (laughs) She also did something really similar to another friend of mine at work where she had some money for her and literally met her at the train station to give her money in an envelope. Okay. Like a check in an envelope. And I'm just like, why? (laughs) You are the CEO. Let me not even get into the time that somebody quit their job and they started cursing her out. But little did they know, she was from Brownsville. She didn't give a shit. So she comes out of her office chasing them, cursing them back out, took her shoes off. Someone had to come and hold her back because she was about to get in his ass. What type of Tyler Perry establishment was this? It, like, it was a nonprofit, social services. Oh, this is the blackest shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Had to literally fight to get your money. Yeah. Doing everything. And, and you know I was avoiding you, right? Um, bitch. Mm. That ain't funny. So, you know, stuff like that. I could go on and on and on. Um, When she said that, I, saw, yes. I felt the ash on her hands rubbing together mm. as she said that to mm-hmm. you. Like, Ashy Larry. Like, mm. you know I've been avoiding you, right? I'm going to get you your money. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But when I finally left that agency, I kept it really cute. And I was like, I just want to thank you for all of the challenges you threw at me because nothing made me more sure that I needed to leave this place. Thank you. (laughs) And she told everybody I was so classy. I was like, I shaded the fuck out of you. What? (laughs) She's like, you know, she just really handled herself like a lady. She was so classy. I shaded the fuck out of you. How? Houseway. So sometimes, you know, working with other black people, it does go it does go wrong. It does. You know what? I'm gonna bring up one more example. I'm gonna bring up one more example. So we break up in our small group or whatever, and we're supposed to be playing these games, and in the meantime, this one woman she starts inviting us all to her church. That's number one. Because that's again only thank you. So she's inviting us to her church. <clears throat> then she starts talking about African people at the church. She's Southern. So we already know there's some tension there. And she starts off by saying, are there any Africans in the room right now? And I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is she going to say next? It's not going to be good. And nobody raises their hands. Didn't anyone say, um, all of us? Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't want to interfere with whatever was about to come out of her mouth because I knew it was bullshit. And I was like, Ooh, I'm here for this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Be messy. <laughs> and she then proceeds to talk about... Well, you know how them Africans are. They're like so stuck up and they just think they're better than you. Hold up. This, I'm sorry. This voice is your <laughs> right now. She was from the South. What? This is my Southern accent. Oh my God. It's terrible. You know, oh God. <laughs> I have not, for anyone listening, I, I have nothing but admiration for the Southern accent. It is, it is my favorite American accent. Just saying. Southern culture. I'm, I'm here for it. Anyways, that's what she sounded like to me. You know how those Africans are. <laughs> this voice. And everybody is like, yo, what the fuck? And she's going on and on. And then again, trying to invite us all to her church. It was so crazy. But that's the, that's the shit that happens when you work with black people. I mean, I felt like that was a Tyler Perry novel and a Greenleaf episode in one. I mean... You know, honestly, she could be in that. <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy. Um, this just makes me also just want to work at the places that you've worked now. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> I had fun. I made, <laughs> I made my own fun. <laughs> All right, so speaking now of other things that we like to do, is watching TV. We watch a shit ton of it. Um. Oh my God. (laughs) Specifically reality TV. Oh my God, it's the bestest. How else are you going to gauge how well you're doing in your own life? You need reality TV to help you like put into perspective like, you know what, I'm I'm doing good. Speak on it. Mm -hmm. So currently what's in our queue of course, is a classic. I mean, just after, like, mm-hmm. what was the name of that show? After, it's not I Love New York. It was the other one. Flavor Flavor of Love? Yes, which is also a classic. But this is, like, a strong a strong second. Basketball Wives. Or, oof, oof, oof. Basketball Wives LA. Wait, no, or is it just Basketball Wives now? I think it's just Basketball Wives now, because LA wasn't really doing that well. But they're in LA, right? I think they just merged everything. Because remember there was Miami too? Yeah, there's some Miami people in LA now. That's yeah, true. That's true. Um, so yeah, this show is... This show is a hot, hot ass mess. First of all, I just also want to give a shout out to the one and only Evelyn Lozada. Evelyn Lozada! <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but I just... I love her. I loved her when she was throwing wine bottles. I loved her when she was jumping across tables. I loved her when she was shading people's wigs. Because, you know, her weave was was leaning. leaning. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she leaned her body. It was leaning. Everyone, seriously, if you can find it on YouTube or some clip, literally Google Evan Lozada saying that this girl's weave is leaning okay you will get your life so we catch everyone up uh, yeah so we just caught up there was a new episode um in the previous episode they are gathered around at some rooftop thing whatever and basically we find out that there's a rumor that evelyn had sex with shawnee's ex (gasps) 
And Shawnee, of course, is like the matriarch. She is the executive producer. She is the reason why all of those women are on this show. She signs their checks. She Literally. signs their checks. Literally. <laughs> so then things get real messy because Tammy and Jen are going back and forth. And we're not sure where this rumor originated. Evelyn is getting mad worked up. She's crying. Her voice is shaking. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, my son. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't. You know, she took it back to the Bronx. Right. I wouldn't do that. Like, call call your ex right now because I wouldn't. Shawnee, 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 you know me. All of that. Again with these voices. <laughs> was that a better accent? It was so much better. Oh, man, I, God damn it. No, it, it was good. So meanwhile, yeah. Evelyn in the corner swearing on her son. I swear to God on my son, Shawnee. On my son, I swear to God. So that's more how it's supposed to sound, but I digress. Um, <laughs> trying to convince Shawnee that she didn't sleep with her dude. Yes. Meanwhile, back at the rooftop, Tammy and Jen are going at it. Because you know Jen from Jersey. I said that I didn't say it. I said what I heard. Mm. Which, guys, I don't really know if there's a distinction. Is yeah. There? I mean, you heard it and you said it. Or you said it. Either way, bitch, you said it. So it doesn't matter. And this was about a, a little over a year ago before mm. Jen and Evelyn had made up and really rebuilt their friendship that was um, thrown into the trash. Mm-hmm. And the million dollar question at that rooftop, because, you know, it's LA. Is if you knew the rumor a year ago, mm. why didn't you tell Shawnee mm. then? Exactly. So, cut to this new episode. We return to the scene of the crime mm-hmm. on that rooftop. And Jen is mad nervous. First, her story is, I didn't, I didn't say it. You asked me about it. And then somehow it becomes, I repeated the rumor that I heard. Uh, Jen, pick a story, pick a story. We don't believe you, Jen, pick a story. Tammy is still very consistent with her story. And at this point, I'm like, uh, I just believe Tammy, like, right? She's got a track record of like being pretty consistent. And like, she's a real ass bitch out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. I. I kind of believe Tammy. And her being a real ass bitch, you know she came with the receipts. So, let's fast forward to later in the episode. Mm. Tammy and Shawnee meet at Shawnee's house. Mm-hmm. Your girl comes through with text messages. Mm. Come to find out, Jen wanted Malaysia, who was also present at this rooftop Ponderosa <laughs> yes, Jackie, Jackie Christie. I am Jackie Christie, <laughs> Doug Christie's wife. <laughs> Trash. So anyway, in this text message, Jen is basically saying that she needs to get to Malaysia so Malaysia can put this rumor literally into Shawnee's ear. Mm-hmm. So Shawnee goes, oh, so... Jen was basically orchestrating this thing that she heard. Malaysia is the key to all of this. We need to go sit down and talk to Malaysia. Mm. And then what do they do? Basically, Evelyn, Shawnee, Malaysia, and Jackie Christie 
Doug Christie's wife. Wait, hold on. Let's just take a moment to analyze what Jackie Christie was wearing because I don't understand how someone who's lived in LA for that many years only wears black clothing. Every fucking episode. She had a beret, black. She had a frilly lace top, titties out. Literally. I would say titties sitting, but it was more like titties leaning. The <laughs> They weren't they sitting. Were they were leaning. They were leaning. She's like the Black Morticia. You know, like, giving us goth vibes. It's weird. It's so fucking Jackie, weird. give us some neutral colors. Even if you don't want to give us, like, primary colors, give us, a, give us a black girl nude. Yeah, or some textures. Or some textures. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of black girl nudes, we got to talk about someone who is not wearing their black girl nudes properly. We'll get back to her in a minute. We'll get back to her in a minute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh God. Yeah, so they're all sitting down and Shawnee flat out asks Malaysia, did you spread this rumor? How are you a piece of this? Come to find out. Malaysia never said anything. Jen brought the information to her. Exactly. And was trying to like be all friendy with her, but it was fake as fuck. She was only trying to bait her. And manipulate her to spread this fucking garbage. Trash. And so now we end this week's episode with all of these women sitting down to talk about what really happened. Mm-hmm. Jen, of course, is the last person in the show with her fake ass blue color contacts. She sits down, shook, mm-hmm. and she says, You know, Shawnee, because she got that accent because she's from Jersey, but. The accent and where she grew up don't match. <laughs> yeah. You know, Shawnee, I just want to apologize to you, you know, for orchestrating this rumor and putting it out there and not verifying if it was true. Basically telling us what we already know. Exactly. What we've been new. We've been Since new. the rooftop. Okay. But what plot twist? Here's where things get funky. Because Evelyn turns around mm. and starts going in on Tammy. Mm. For saying that she is also a part of this. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know where they come from, but to me, the orchestrator is the one who's getting the heat. Yes. Not the contributor. Yes. The orchestrator. Yes. But Evelyn is clapping back at Tammy as if, like, you made this rumor up. The rumor came from you. Mm. And then, Tammy, because Tammy... Tammy no. ain't no simple bitch. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Add salt in the wound because we all know about Evelyn's like domestic violence. And and Evelyn kept telling Tammy that she was a liar. She kept calling Tammy a liar. Literally. And that's the thing. What you're not going to do, Evelyn, mm. don't be calling Tammy a liar. I say that every time before I curse somebody out. What you're not going to do. Mm. Mm. Okay. I had goosebumps. I felt that. Woo. Mm-hmm. Woo. Tammy then goes to basically call Evelyn a liar about her domestic violence case, which Ooh. Oh. Ooh. just as a woman oh. to another woman to say that you were being a victim. My God. And she called her a fake ass domestic violence ambassador. Mm. So Mickey and I were rooting for Tammy Right up until this point. <laughs> For 57 straight minutes, mm-hmm. we were Tammy stands. Yep. And then she pulled that shit. 
But you know something? You know what I realized now that she said that? Mm. She is so hurt mm. by Evelyn's words for her to hit below the belt like that. Yes. Yes. Because you don't do that. Absolutely. You weren't there. You don't know. Just, again, for her to spit up that common narrative that we all hear about victims of domestic violence, whether it's men or women, Mm -hmm. to say that the person's a liar, that it didn't happen. But who are you to speak on their experience? And Tammy... As we can recall, in her first season on Basketball Wives, talked about being a domestic violence survivor herself. Mm. The man she was married to who was in the NBA was financially abusing her. I believe she alluded to some physical abuse. How can you then turn around and accuse another woman whose abuse was well documented. There's photograph. You can still to this day find pictures of the gash in her forehead. How do you question her credibility? I get being upset, but my God, that was low. It just made me really sad because for anyone who's watched Basketball Wives all 18,000 seasons, Tammy has come a long way. Mm-hmm. From quick weaves and rolling up on bitches, literally rolling up on bitches at events and galas. Mm. For her to have done all of this work to say something like that, it kind of it kind of hurts a little bit. It does cuz it's like we have been rooting for you. You're in a healthy relationship. Your career is taking off. You seem so much more at peace with yourself. Why? And you're working on yourself. You're going to counseling. You, you know, are connected to your pastor and you turn to them for support. How can you then just throw all of that away? It really hurts. Yeah, so she clearly has some work to do. And it's going to be interesting to see how their relationship, Evelyn and Tammy's relationship, plays out now. Because they were already just not vibing with each other. For her to bring that up, Evelyn is never... She was already not fucking with her, but she's definitely not fucking with her for real this time. For sure. Oh my god. I'm I'm assuming that that has to also affect her fan base. Like, how many people are gonna be like, oh, okay, I would gladly come out to one of your shows, Tammy. Like, (sighs) it's really sad. It's pretty sad. But we just need to keep watching of course, to see okay. what else happens. <laughs> um, did you want to go back to the um, Black Girl Nude? Yes. Okay. But I will bring that up in a later segment. Okay. For good reason. Okay. Because if she's listening, she needs to hear this. Okay. But, yes. Um, Moving and, along. And there's another show that yes. we are obsessed with. Oh, my God. The category is... <laughs> Yes, yes, pray tell, yes. (laughs) Um, Pose on FX, so good. Stella is not fully caught up, so we're not going to get into it this episode, but next time we will sit down and discuss Pose as a family because, oh my God, I cry every episode. And not just like one tear running down the face. I'm ugly crying. My head hurts after. Oh my god. The show 
it's just stunning. The character development is beautiful. The storytelling is amazing. The cinematography, because it's that American horror story shit, it's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like it's finally like a correct, highly accurate love letter to like the LGBTQ like community like of like of color, like LGBTQ people of color. For those that are not sure what the show the premise is about I highly highly recommend no matter what you identify as to please go watch Paris is Burning it was on Netflix at one point I'm sure you can find it on any other streaming platform I've seen it I don't even know how many times it it really lays kind of the foundation for this show mm-hmm. um and my one of my favorite characters on the show is Pray Tell, played by Billy Porter. And his story is mm. amazing. But not only that, when, you know, they have these balls that they go to, he's the MC. he reads them for filth, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But you feel the love. Yes. You still feel the love. He'll be like, uh-uh-uh, stop, stop the music. Um, This is a face category. <laughs> <laughs> Get them together. <laughs> But what's also really beautiful, and this probably makes me cry because it makes me cry a lot, is the heart and the grit behind like where these women and these people, um, trans women and these people, are at. Like where they have to fight to get where they're at to create different houses, create communities for people that look like them. It really is just, it's a really beautiful show. And it's one of those shows where it's like, your heart starts pumping from beginning to end because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. And again, this takes place in like late 80s, early 90s New York City, okay? Shit is real now, but shit was mad real back then, mm. okay? Mm. Okay? Especially for that community. Um, just please watch it. It's it's amazing. The way they tackle the AIDS, the HIV AIDS epidemic, the way people were being treated, mistreated, what was really happening in hospitals as young gay men and trans women were being treated, the way they pay homage to the contributions of black and brown trans people because this culture was essentially created by them. Like if you're telling the story, you have to give credit where it's due and it was black and brown people that made this. That's right. And honestly, when I heard about the show, I didn't think Ryan Murphy would do that. But he did. But he did. He did that. He, He did that. I'll give you that. So um, we can dig a little bit deeper next week. I'm really excited because I love this show. Speaking of things we love, um, we're going to also take some time to talk about more products that we're obsessing over. Um, I would like to start off by expressing my love for rose water spray. So there's many different kinds, but the brand that I use is Mario Badescu. Um, and it's a facial spray with aloe herbs and rose water. 
and I use this for everything. So I, if I have makeup on that day, I'll use it to set my makeup and give it like a dewy look. Or other times if I'm not wearing makeup, I'll still just put some on my face before I head out. Or even in the middle of the day, if I feel like my face just needs to be refreshed, I'll spritz some on. Um, but I've also, <laughs> I also heard that um, some ladies use it to um, naturally freshen up their cha-chas. You know, I had a feeling this is where you were going with this. I haven't tried it. <laughs> really? Yes. But make sure it's it's like the natural rose water where the ingredients are just rose and water. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. You should not be putting anything else on your cha-cha like that. But yes. Really? Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Because I also use this product for my face. Uh, <laughs> for my face. But this may have to transition into the everyday makeup bag. Funny enough, actually, fun fact, I have used this spray in my hair to give it a quick freshening up mm. throughout the day. Like if I know I need to wash it later that night and I'm going out, Mickey's using it right now. I just spritzed some, I feel great. And I'm going out. It's a good kind of refresher just to kind of, you know, deodorize your hair, give it a little zhuzh if it's looking a little dull. Um, yeah, I just, I, I love that it's multi-use. It's, it's definitely one of my favorite products. Yeah. Um, and it's a keeper. I will, I will not be getting rid of it. Definitely one of the best. But, as I mentioned earlier in the show, going back to nudes for black girls, brown girls, and just knowing your shade. Uh, as we mentioned on basketball, on the show that Basketball Wives... There is a young lady on that show, Whew. and I just want to premise this by saying that I do not like to talk about how women should look, behave, all of that, but this young lady on the show has no idea what her makeup palette is. Mm. She is a chocolate girl, beautiful. Her features are beautiful. So beautiful. Yes. However, she appears to be wearing the makeup and wig palette of the standard Instagram model. And let's be real. Like, we cannot all wear rose gold uh, lipstick, matte lipstick, and, you know, slap on a, a clip in and, and call it a day. You, Some people, you need to know what works mm. for you and this young lady clearly doesn't which brings me to this item and stuff that i love is this company called best face forward makeup ladies and for those who wear makeup this brand is amazing not only does it cater to those that have darker skin tones they use vitamin e oil and peppermint in their liquid lipstick it keeps your lips hydrated all day it lasts very long one of my favorite colors to buy um, is their bff signature lips it is a classic red it's not too bright not too dark it's not ashy or anything like that um, so if you're looking for a classic red or if you're a person who wears red lipstick every day or wears it often i would definitely go check them out 
Um, their uh, account on Instagram is BFF Makeup Studio, uh, and I believe they're I think their website is under reconstruction, uh, but they're still taking orders. They also do uh, well, wedding makeup stuff. They they do a lot. Um, they're a really, really good brand, really good company. So definitely check them out if you're in the nude for finding a nude lip, especially, or mm. a red lip uh, that works better for your skin tone. I mean, I love a nude lip. Maybe a little too much. Stella makes fun of me all the time because... If you look in my makeup drawer, like the lipstick drawer, it's basically like 17 versions of the same nude color and then like one red and then like one dark color. <laughs> and every time we get ready, she's just like, oh my God, can you please just give us a color on your lip, please? <laughs> please. You look in mine, it looks like literally, literally a tropical Crayola box. I've got pinks, reds, blood reds, nudes. I mean, I, I have it all. <laughs> I mean, but I do wear black girl nudes. <laughs> I wear black girl pink. <laughs> yeah. Black girl nudes. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's a thing. thing. Girls, ladies, you gotta wear your, the right nude for your skin tone. You just have to. And if you're gonna be on TV or being recorded, yeah. all the more reason to, oh to do it. I mean, my God. <laughs> Speaking of face products, I another product that I obsess over is eyebrow gel. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this in the most humble way. I have amazing eyebrows. I just do. Like eyebrows to me are so important. I do them myself. I don't even trust anyone to do my eyebrows. I do my own eyebrows. I tweeze them and trim them myself. What? Yes, I do my own eyebrows. I never knew that. Yeah, remember when I was, let me see, I think maybe the year was 2011, 2012, <laughs> and I would go get my eyebrows threaded, and they would thread the shit out of my eyebrows, and my eyebrows were so skinny. Do you remember this? No. I have to pull up pictures. If you looked at the way my eyebrows looked back then, you'd be like, oh my God, you're a different person. Because they were so skinny. And I didn't like the idea. Like, I would go in saying, like, just clean them up. And for them, cleaning it up meant removing some of it. And I always liked having thick eyebrows. So I needed to figure out a way to do my own eyebrows so I could control how much was taken off because I always felt like they took too much off and I didn't feel good about that. I actually liked having eyebrows. So I grew them out and then I figured out how to do my own eyebrows and I would tweeze and stuff. And it was a lot of trial and error, but now I figured out what to do. And thank God bushy eyebrows are in now. Like like people are tattooing these shits on, like it's real cute. I don't have to do too much because I have thick eyebrows. I didn't notice. You didn't notice that my eyebrows were thick or... I just, I'm not in the eyebrow gang, so I don't really know. Uh, what, Stella but. has perfect eyebrows that don't need to be handled in any way. I don't know what that means. If you see her face, you would think that she's always in the chair and they're always doing her, like her eyebrows are perfect. She doesn't understand these problems that we have people, I people out there don't. who <laughs> need to groom your eyebrows. So I 
I trim them and everything. I do all of the things because otherwise I would have a, a unibrow going on. Like I get a lot of hair in the middle. You don't even know this about me. You don't know this about me because I, I do my own eyebrows. Known you my whole life. I have literally never seen anything between your eyebrows. Because I have to maintain that shit. It used to be wax. Then it was thread. Now it's me tweezing. Okay. And just for fun, I leave a little bit still in the middle if you notice. Nope. Okay. I still leave a little bit. So it's like not too crazy. But yeah. I um, rely heavily on eyebrow gel to make sure that my eyebrows stay in place because the hairs in my eyebrow in my eyebrows are curly. So anyone listening, if you have curly eyebrows, eyebrow gel is the shit. And if you can't get to eyebrow gel because now it's a thing and it's really expensive, you can even use clear mascara. It'll do the same thing. So you put the gel in, you run it through your eyebrows, and then you can find like a, an eyebrow comb, eyebrow brush, and, and help shape them. I also um, use this eyebrow gel from Glossier called Boy Brow. I have heard of this. And what Boy Brow does is, is it will add color. So if I know that I'm going to be wearing makeup and I want my eyebrows to pop a little bit more, I'll use a little bit of the Boy Brow, which puts some color in. It's kind of like a short mascara wand and you brush it over your brows and just fills it in a little more. So that's why I have amazing eyebrows. Wow. I feel like I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I look like a completely different person when I wake up in the morning. That process sounds like so not complicated, maybe intense. Like I, again, I don't, I don't notice like eyebrows and all that. I just don't accept whether people have them or if they have just one. <laughs> wow. It must be so nice. You're look at look at you with your privilege. Your, your <laughs> eyebrow eye, privilege. Your eyebrow privilege. That's right, y'all. I'm out here, you know, trumping all over people with my eyebrow privilege. Mm. Um, but speaking of hair, one of the final products on our list for this week is hair wraps. Mm. Um, I think sometimes, especially for women of color with uh, coarser hair or tightly, you know, or even those that have like really, really curly hair, uh, my go-to growing up back in the day was just wash it, slap a towel over it, you know, and, and whatever. Any type of towel of any texture, cotton, whatever. However, mm -hmm. for hair that is much more coarse and tends to snap or break easily, microfiber like towels are where it's at. What's amazing, though, is this company called Sleek has created a hair wrap mm -hmm. that you can use after you've washed, conditioned, whatever, so that you're not just walking around with this like, super like heavy towel on your head. The way it works is it's kind of looks like a little hood. <laughs> and basically, you kind of wrap it. You put it at the back of your head. You tie it up. And there's this little kind of elastic band that you wrap around a button at the back and the wrap literally stays in place but also it helps to dry your hair um once you take the wrap down this in my experience no hair comes out because it doesn't snag at my hair it doesn't do anything um i'm not sure the retail value i, I want to say it's 25 dollars, which might be on the pricey side but i'm telling you i've had it for months once i use it and it dries i put it in the wash and then you know use it again it is perfect. The company is called S-L-E-E-K-E, -E -E, Sleek Hair. Um, their Instagram handle is S-L, 
E-E-K-E hair. I'm telling you, it totally shaves time off of my, you know, wash day routine because by the time I take the wrap down, my hair is mostly dry or it's still damp and I don't have to worry about, you know, like, my hair being sopping wet and knotted and all kinds of stuff. So if you want to check them out. I just looked it up. It's $18 actually. Eight. Look at that. $18. And there's different colors. There's different colors. What's also really cool, the uh, packaging that it comes in, it comes with this little white elastic band. So for those that have longer hair and need to tie up their hair, you can use this white band that won't snag at your hair. It's. I'm telling you, it's one of the best products that I've used hands down. I literally, whenever I wash my hair, I use it every time. Um, and I, I think that it's also just really important to remind you guys that we're not being paid to say these things. These At are, all. These are things that we just genuinely enjoy. And because we're your BFFs and we love you and we want good things for you, we're just going to share the, the wealth, share the knowledge. Yeah. So definitely check them out and any of the products that we mentioned um, on our stuff that we love list for today. Beautiful. So this wraps up another episode of Black Girls Drinking Wine. I will leave you with some encouraging words. These words are by um, this young lady I follow on Twitter, Aaliyah, and her handle is Notorious Ali, but Ali is spelled A-A-L-I. Here we go. <clears throat> also, she tweets in all caps. It's like she's yelling at us, but like in a loving way. Here we go. <laughs> Once you look at someone's behavior towards you as a reflection of the state of their relationship with themselves, rather than your value as a person, then you'll see there's no need. There's no point to react to the things that they say. Hmm. Just something to think about. Take care of yourselves, guys. Happy July 4th, everyone. And, well, by the time they hear this, July 4th would be, like, oh, a long time. All right, then ignore that. <laughs> we hope you did enjoy <laughs> We hope you did. As if you couldn't, like, hear the fireworks. In the background. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Take care of each other, guys. Bye. Bye.